You seem like a fighter, Sasha. Like you seem like you you I, I could see you in like a barroom brawl. Like I, I could see you like like break a bottle and like <laughs> 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 uh. Wait, have you been in one before? Me? Yes. What? A barroom bar brawl. Room. A barroom brawl. Barroom brawl. No. She almost said barroom. I said ballroom. <laughs> She's a, a ballroom brawl. <laughs> Have you been in a ballroom brawl? I'm a 4.0 student at a Pac-12 university. No, I wouldn't lower myself to that shenanigans. <laughs> and how dare you bring that up? I'm offended. Sorry. Sorry. Please, please don't cut me with that. Everything bottle. with you is. <laughs> you should shave. You look like a bum. You look like you'd beat someone up. Why the hostility, McKeon? Um, I don't make fun of your metrosexuality. <laughs> it's the shirt, isn't it? No, it. it's not just the shirt. <laughs> it's going to the barber every four days. Hey, man, I gotta. You gotta do what you gotta do to look Polishing good. You gotta stay fresh. Yeah, yeah. You gotta stay fresh, especially for radio. They can hear it. They can hear when my hair is not cut. Okay. <laughs> You'd have to have listeners though for them to hear it. Hello. <laughs> Oh man! Welcome back, Brittany. It's beautiful Thank to see you. you. It's yeah. beautiful to see you guys too. Oh, and don't cut your hair. Don't shave. I like it. Don't oh, for real, to Johnny. Thank you. For real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm really mad at what's going on in Salt Lake City. What are you talking about? What's up? I was booked. For $1,500 to go work the TV show of the Republican nominations. Really? And they canceled on me. Are you serious? You got booked to, to tape it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, me and my crew. We what? do everything in this town. Because we're good. But I don't think that they have that right to just pick and choose. One thing that really bothers me about Donald Trump is he's worth billions of dollars and he tells everybody how he's worth billions of dollars and how he's here to help us. But then... Because he doesn't get his way with a certain media company, mm -hmm. he backs out and screws them. But he doesn't think about the workers involved. So are, are you more upset at the fact that like you're not getting paid or the opportunity to participate in something like this? Like 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 if you had gone, because oh, I want to go to a Klan's rally. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I've been to one before. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like like like, do you think if you had gone, yeah, like could you have? Could you have done it, like knowing, like being, you know, uh, uh, like could you have been there, knowing, seeing that, like, what would you have done? Would you have been professional, or do you think, do you think you emotionally could have handled that? I am a window between the community and the government, sir. Objectivity is part of our job, Brittany. Correct? It is. It is. You can't be biased and partial. On this podcast, I can call Trump a fascist, and you know, the closest thing I've seen to Mussolini since I've been alive, but. That's not my job there. What am I going to do? I shout, shout at him? Yeah. You know, scream Black Lives Matter? No. I can't do that. I can't sh unplug him while he's on TV, even though that'd be fantastic. Like zoom in on his crotch or something? <laughs> his tiny thumb. <laughs> oh, don't say tiny thumb. <laughs> so, but when it comes to Donald Trump, what should be, we be more worried about? Donald Trump or the people that are just supporting him? What worries you more? Oh, it's always the mob, right? And it's always the mob. It, it's that way with Hitler. Because the thing with uh, Donald Trump is he's identified the same things that Hitler does. The reason why Germany or America is poor is because of somebody. The reason to all our problems is somebody. And in this case, it's immigrants and Muslims. In Hitler's case, it was immigrants and Jews. 
And that really is concerning, especially with past presidents like the Bushes, who have had direct relations with the Nazi party. And then we have Donald Trump, who can't confirm with the, that he doesn't oppose the Ku Klux Klan like he needs to research it more. I'm just very concerned in general. I'm concerned with the Bernie Sanders. He, he's a Jewish guy, but he leans way far left and way far into communism and or socialism. And that's just going to rally the mob, too. Like, what we need is a pacifist pacifistic mob and neither of these outlets are doing that for us because what this country needs to do is heal itself is there such a thing as a peaceful mob i mean i guess you could think of maybe like martin luther king the civil rights movement but even then was that really a peaceful mob you know i don't know you know i'm not sure that the black community in this country's ever recovered from the imagery that they saw and grew up learning from the 50s 60s and 70s so is it really a peaceful mob i think i think the job of Martin Luther King was a beautiful paradigm, but to watch him be shot on television and then John F. Kennedy be shot and Medgar Evers and Malcolm X. And RFK, too. And RFK, yeah. they took our country's humanity and our dignity, and we haven't been the same since. So I have a lot of problems with what's going on, but it doesn't seem to matter. Like, my sister's like, you need to get out and vote for Sanders. And it's like, why would I want to vote for him? Why would I want to vote for Donald Trump? Why would I want to vote for any of these people? So then what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? Do we not vote for anyone? or Because someone's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Do we just pick the one that's going to fuck us less? Or <laughs> yeah, for real. Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, I, It just seems to me that we have some beautiful scholars in this country, male, female, and other. Why aren't they trying to run? Why, do you, why does the precedent have to be I'm worth $10 million, and I know all of these rich people, I can get elected. Why can't it just be anybody? I don't know. Yeah, it, it seems like they have to have, like, a basis in law, and they, they have to have, like, but millions of dollars. Donald Trump, Trump can't even it. read That's a dictionary, thing. man. Yeah. But do you really think he has a chance at winning? Do you really think so? Are you worried? I don't know. Like, I don't, I what, just I don't see it happening. Whenever the entire GOP party is scared— about this man, they they really think that he can win. At first, I think it was, okay, whatever, no one's going to rally behind this man. He's an idiot. But you have people in America really getting behind and supporting this man. Now the GOP party is scared. They're just like, well, what do we do if this man does win? So, yeah, realistically, he really can. And we got to figure out what we can do to stop it. That yeah. is a great point. And I think Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders have done a great thing for democracy is they are both hated by the institutions of the Republican side and the Democratic side, and they really have shook up the caucuses, and I enjoy that. Like, it makes me really happy. But are we going to ever have a third and fourth and fifth party representation? I don't know. I don't know. I think this could be the beginning of something. It's certainly something, and yeah. I don't know what it is, but watching uh, the video from this weekend of that, Klansman or whatever get his ass whooped. I was like, this is totally not working what we're doing. You know, and I see the man's fury that beat him up. And I see the man's fury that was in a clan outfit. Like yeah. I kind of get both sides here that something has completely fallen apart. But the problem I run into is what is America's real issues? It's kind of a mixed around censorship and the act to buck wild and be party and rude and crude and then the other part trying to control everything well 
We just try to stabilize it. Yeah, yeah. Like we're trying to have like a baseline at society, but then also we want to give people the freedom to be themselves. But then also, you know, poverty's on the rise, income inequality. That's a big problem too, and it's creating a lot of friction, and, and no one knows who to blame. And you know, people are scared. It's it's an interesting climate right now. You know, there's a big transition. All the baby boom, all the baby boomers are starting to die. You know, the millennials are starting to become like the larger population. Like it's a huge transition right now. Our work ethic has gone out the window. Yes. Well, I, I think that kind of happened with education. Like, Ooh, I, th- I feel explain. like education went out the window earlier, you know, but when we start emphasizing standardized testing instead of actual knowledge and practical application in life, you know, now we have common core math and we have, you know, SATs and ACTs and kids aren't learning and we can't compete. And like, you know, we're not investing in schools nearly as much as other countries are. No, we're not. Not at all. Like, I don't know. I could barely do math. And I've taken math <laughs> every year of school. What's the quadratic formula? <laughs> Quick, Johnny. Please, daughter, give me <laughs> one plus one. <laughs> calculator. Let me check my calculator. But it, it is bad. We are behind everyone when it comes to math and science. I know that, but I don't know other subjects, but I know specifically math and science. America's. Yeah worse than every other country it really is you know our math is different than the rest of the world they use leaders and all that kind of stuff we the metric system yeah we're totally opposite the rest of the world it's unbelievable when i got lucky my grandpa put a lot of money into my education i've for as dumb as i am i should be (laughs) a lot smarter because i went to some of the best schools in the world my entire life and that brings a lot of things that I saw in my life was I, w- I was the poorest kid at our schools yeah. and my family's kind of always been fine. I was always able to go to summer camps. I, we you know, we never worried about the lights going out, anything like that. And I just watched these kids give like $4,000 jackets to their teachers for the end of the school year present. And I watched kids fly all around the world during spring break and Christmas vacation. And I watched them hire tutors for their SATs and ACTs and, those people are super successful now. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're educators. But if you're poor, you're fucked. Yep. You know, you get the standardized test, you get the gang banging in schools, you get the police officers in every classroom. The pipeline. And I think it's set up intentionally. I like, it you is. can't explain to me that it's not designed. But, well, go ahead. No, you can go first. I was going to ask so if America, we're so behind in our education system, why do you think people are spending? thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to send their kids from other countries to here to get an education. Because of those schools in Ojai, California, and those schools in New Hampshire and Boston are the best schools in the world. You know, you might find some good educational institutions in Israel and England and parts of Germany, but collectively you're going to get a phenomenal education and if you're one of the super brilliant young kids in Ethiopia and Estonia, you're going to get to go have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be the smartest half percent in the world. Well, and also, like, I talked to one of my professors. He was, a, he was an immigrant from China, and he was learning. And he liked being over here, too, because he got to experience the culture. You know, he got to experience, like, the roads, the system. Like, he was able to, to enjoy, like, more than just, like, the education itself, but just overall, you know, being out of there and being able to be somewhere else. He's learning English, you know. Not just going by what's in your history book, actually getting to come here and see things that you're learning firsthand. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's the underrated side of America that a lot of people forget, that our day-to-day is still pretty awesome here. 
compared to the majority of a lot of countries. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, definitely. We're beneficial. We have, you know, a washer. We have a dryer. You know, we have cell phones. You know, even, even our poorest still have a lot of these mm-hmm. things. It's like it's still great compared to, you know, a significant portion of the rest of the world. And it's things that we take for granted. Exactly. And there's a lot of contractual agreements with students coming to American study. I got this kid that I grew up with named Alex Chen. And he was like one of eight kids selected to the real NASA program after high school. Like this kid was doing calculus two in ninth grade. And like we tried to sabotage him all day long. We tried to get him laid. We tried to get him drunk. tried to get him stoned. And he'd never do it. But as soon as he finished NASA, he had to go back to Taiwan because he's owned by the Taiwanese government. And the reason why he's over there is because he's one of that 1% brilliant kids. And now he makes a tremendous living in Taiwan, but he can't do it here where he spent from age 14 to 28 because he's got a phd now in a country that he had to leave he had to leave his girlfriend he had to leave all this kind of stuff and so that kid in saudi arabia and that kid in india and that kid in pakistan that gets to come here they all have to go back yeah which is kind of a weird thing in and of itself too. it's called the brain drain Mm. that's what the economists are calling it where like people are coming from out of state out of country you know learning here and then going back to their respective countries and improving the economy Mm. Yeah, I, I met a lot of Saudi Arabia's, uh, Arabian students. They were coming over here because an American education would get them a hundred thousand dollars base, mm. uh-huh. just starting back in a, a Saudi. Yeah, so like that's why they're like, yeah, I need an American education. And then when I go back home, yeah, I make a hundred thousand. Yeah, I have I have buddies that do the opposite. I have three friends that live in Japan teaching English. Uh-huh. You know, they they barely squeak by their UC school system education because they were face down on a bench for four years. <laughs> you know? And now they're clocking like $85,000 and they're giants in their country when they're scrawny little kids in this country. So Exactly. I don't know. But you were saying that you went to the Bernie Sanders rallies? I would, oh, uh, Sarah, that's was, Monday, but. Yeah, Sarah was able to attend the uh, Bernie Sanders rally uh, the other day. And she she found it to be very interesting. Um, when she was there, she said that it didn't seem that there was that as many people. They said fourteen thousand. Yeah, the last yeah, last I read, it was around fourteen thousand. I know that she left. I think a little bit towards the end, so maybe a lot more people came. But uh, one thing that she found was interesting was that everyone was there, and um, there was a, a. What do you mean everybody was there? Like like all of the people that were there, they all had like tattoos and they all had like they were all like hipsters and they were all it was, it was like a large collection of like millennials, mm-hmm. like for here in Utah. And there was also like a lot of old people. She said like it was a it was a, it was a very like large collection of a group of people. It was really it's, it's interesting to see that that many people would come out for Bernie. Well, one thing politicos yeah. are saying is that, well, they're trying to figure out how is Bernie Sanders appealing to the younger mass? They're they're trying to figure that out. Um, and then they said Hillary Clinton, she was supposed to just sweep up all the black votes. Mm-hmm. That's something Bernie Sanders is also tapping into. So they're just trying to figure out how is Bernie Sanders really tapping into all these people. His web presence is astounding. Like there are so many memes about him. And, that, and they're all like the popular. No, I'm serious. I know that sounds like really juvenile, if you got a but it meme, really works. You've made it. Yeah, it really works. Like he, they got the Morpheus meme. They've got all the different memes just for Bernie. And I, I know stuff like that. It's really working. They're sharing the message. And I don't know. I think I think Bernie, you know, just his message. You know, he wants to legalize marijuana. You know, he wants to to, to eliminate improve. school debt. Yeah, eliminate school debt. You know, he wants to to socialize. You know, the education system. Like it's. I don't know. That appeals to a lot of people. There's a certain poetic justice in socialism. Yeah. I think socialism has a lot of faults to it. 
I think that it can create slavery. Like it, it, you certainly see that in parts of Israel with them taking the Ethiopians and the, to their army. You see that all over the Eastern Bloc, where there's this great belief: we all love each other. We're all going to get the same wages. We're all going to have the same food and the same housing and the same hotels. But there, it spawns a criminal element, and that's undeniable. The the mob comes up. The amount of black market opportunities come up, the fixed presidents and congresses that come involved. We've never seen that utopia of socialism, which is talked about in the Torah or the New Testament, where we're going to live in harmony and live in peace, and there's going to be that Godhead king. Because that's what socialism's kind of built on, is that great leader, that Vladimir Lenin, who, oh my God, we have this fucking savior, but then he turns out to be a real cunt. And you can't escape that. Well, I, I think it's an ideal that you should work towards. I don't think it's one sweeping. Like, I don't think this country could ever be 100% socialist. But I think certain things should be socialized. Like, I think junior colleges should be socialized. I think anyone who wants to get an education should be able to, whether they're an ex-con, whether they're a high school dropout, whether they're like a recovering addict, they should be able to go to a junior college, learn some trades, learn something, and then be able to, you know, try to contribute to society. I think something like that should be more socialized. I don't know necessarily about, you know, everything else, but I think, you know, like there are degrees and steps that can be taken. But... I, I also agree. I think education should be free, but then I sit here and I ask myself, well, then who's going to pay for it? Right. Someone yeah. has to pay for it. You can't rely on the 1%, you know, the wealthy mm-hmm. 1%. So I just sit back and say, okay, realistically, who is going to be responsible for paying for that? It's going to be the man and woman and other who work 40 to 55 hours a week, get no days off and have three kids and that extra... $1,200 that comes out of their paycheck is going to a guy that spent his whole 20s and 30s as a complete entire waste of his work and growth potential. But wouldn't that be a better system of welfare, though? The ability to, to help rehabilitate and invest in education? I mean, education's priceless. Like, the, like what the, you can't attach a dollar value to the education that you receive and the impact that it'll have. Whether Even if you went to school, like even if you, you know, got all C's, or as opposed to a person who got all A's, like there's there's an there's a uh, an a uh, indeterminate amount of money attached to the value of that, and I would rather improve society and pay more in taxes at the same time if it meant that you know we could invest in the people that you know who normally wouldn't get an education then they could. But how do you really know that you're going to improve society? I'm not saying I disagree with yeah, you or yeah. anything, but yeah, just yeah. bringing up the question, how do you know that if you give me a free education, I'm really going to take it serious and I'm going to improve society? How do you know? Versus if I was giving out money, maybe I'd like to choose. I'd rather give my money to Johnny or Sasha or something yeah. because I know that Johnny or Sasha is going to do something or with their education. Or this neighborhood does yes. better than this yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. And this college does better than that college. It's still that slippery track. It's like, you're really going to open up free educations at Harvard and Yale? Well, and no, no, I'm going to Harvard then. Right? No, 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 no. You, you can't touch, like, the universities. That's going to have to be their own thing. I don't know what they're going to do about that. But I, I said all junior colleges should yeah. be available. You see what I'm saying? So now, as a kid who went to a Pac-12 university and yeah. went to a junior college, is junior college bloom a better risk than... Pac-12 bloom like why can't I get both of those credits because I would think from me who's having to take the student debt and pay it back 
And then there's a kid that's getting to go to school for free at a school that's not as good and who, you know, I, you're going to get some teachers that are going to grow you, but I didn't get much of an education at junior college. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, we can't, it's been proven that they can't control the universities. Like, look at the tuition raises right now and the wage checks. They can control the junior colleges, though. You see what I'm saying? Like, and if they, they made those free, like, like people could learn and they could get a job and then figure out maybe a way to pay to go to a better university. It's an opportunity because honestly, like we don't know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen by doing this, but I do know that sure. There are going to be people who take advantage. There's always going to be some people who don't pull their weight. Like that's always going to happen, but there are people out there that do need this. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to afford to go to school with Pell grants and I was able to accomplish a lot of things like that. A lot of our classmates didn't take it serious. You remember Sasha. And that's going to happen. But, you know, for all the kids out there who do want to make a difference and who need an opportunity, just need a helping hand to move up, I want to be able to help them. So when you're that kid that's hanging out in the corner and isn't getting the encouragement to go to school and you have family that's dead through cancer, disease, or drug abuse, or they're in prison, because remember, 26 million people are in prison today. Yeah. How does that message get to them to go to school? I don't know. Right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, their parents are telling them school's not important right now. Mm-hmm. You're, you what's pay important these bills. is to pay, get money right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. By any means. Yeah. I don't know. You know that. Well, you know, ultimately, an education is up to the person who's learning it. It's their decision. You know, I, I, I can't force anyone to do anything, but I, I would like to create. Like, I, I think opportunities should be available to those who need them. How do you fix the father of four that's been in prison for twelve years over a weed case? And he comes back into society, has no job skills, no training, no nothing. Uh, he gets to go to the, the school and learn something. He can learn a trade. Pay the bills, yeah, but he know. needs yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My man, Wayne Thompson welcome. Jr. Welcome. Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Thompson Jr. in Hi, studio. Wayne on air himself. The diva. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, some of us got stuff to do here now, folks. <laughs> I can't hear anything you guys are saying yet, but... Uh, what up, Wayne? What's up? What's up? Hey, man, how, how did uh, St. Marty Gras go? Or what, oh, Patty Gras? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Sasha was talking about this no, already. No, man, I, I didn't hear anything, man. What uh, happened? Dude, so, yeah, they, they ended up not going through with it, which, <laughs> you know, it's sad because... Wait, not going through what? You got to back up. I don't know this Oh, story. yeah, so, yeah. Re- oh, this is a little watch. inside radio. So, yeah. So this little twerk fest that we were going to have her on here. <laughs> it would have been it would have been great. She would have been up on the stage. She would have won the contest actually. I'm sure. I'll do the contest right now. <laughs> we were giving away $500 right. too. Oh, print oh, money. No, right? Not for twerking, but you know that's just to be, you know, yeah. expected, you know, there's yeah. going to be a lot of that going on. Um, but no, you know, with concerts and stuff, you usually want to buy tickets yeah. in advance. But with this, they were treating it kind of like a concert. And I'm like, no one buys a ticket in advance to a dance. Nah, nah. It's just a dance. And I was just DJing the dance. But that's kind of how they treated it. And they're like, well, no one's really, we we don't have the numbers that we wanted as far as people buying early tickets and stuff. And I was just like, you guys aren't used to doing. Oh, you couldn't pull a crowd. Oh, they measured it the whole wrong way. Well, no, I mean, that's not how you do it, That's not how you do it at all. That's That's not how you do it with a dance. You do it with a concert. For sure, but with a dance, so you and your girls. Depot, and your right? So there was no twerk fest. No, nah, no twerk fest. Was oh. there. So I mean, I, it was kind of a stressful weekend anyway. So I'm like, man, having that out of the equation probably helped a little bit too, because 
I'm already like dead right now. So yeah. I'm like caffeinated up. I'm not drinking <laughs> this water that he so generously gives us. <laughs> I should be putting some caffeine now, in this. You tap on something real, like with the amount of events and just talking on air and doing our jobs, it's kind of it's just kind of nuts. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I don't know you could tell I'll just look like I'm drained, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I got I drove back here from like here I go telling my full story. So I was just like <laughs> He's like, he's here like, man, here we go. Always making me a three, like a free therapist every single weekend. But yeah, but <laughs> we need it though, man. Sometimes you let need it roll. that. DJ Sibylis. He's like, let it roll. Wow. Yeah, I don't even have time for that, bro. <laughs> there ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, no, dude. Like after I'm done with today, I'm gonna have a good love affair with my bed. Um, because the bed and <laughs> I have tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> what, what do you do to unwind, man? How do you how do you relax? Oh, dude, usually collapse on the floor first thing I walk in the door. Because <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. Um, I don't know. Like I'll just uh, sometimes just watch a little TV for a second, and then like it's time to hit the the bed. And then, you know, this whole daylight savings thing has just not been good. Oh, it's don't get not me started. Been good don't to get me. me started. I, Brittany, how's daylight savings time going for you? Because I know you got to get up at what four a.m. every day. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Heck, no. I get up way before that. What? Uh, I go to work at midnight. Oh, oh that's my right. gosh! Yeah. How are you alive yeah, right and now? And then on Sundays, I go in at nine nine p.m. Wow. Yeah. So uh, whatever energy you're on, I need that because I don't know how you do I it. I can't tell you on the radio. That's oh. 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 No, so you can tell me at Pioneer Park. No, no, Pioneer Park. We will talk about this at Pioneer Park. 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but our reporter, one of our reporters, Felicia Martinez, she it was Sunday and she texted me. It was like. 2 30 or something and i was like why are you up and then she was like i'm about to come in or something and she was just like dude my clock is one time and then my cell phone is the other she was like daylight savings just effed me up like, she was like i don't even know what time it is and i was like how do you not know so you spent one entire day like on the wrong time and she was like, wow, I have, wow. she was like i have no idea she was like my cell phone says one thing my clock says another thing she was like, I really don't know. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you still have another hour before you come in or whatever. I was like, you're good. Wow. She's lucky. Yeah. She's like, oh, I get to take advantage of that. Yeah. Social media was the thing that reminded me. So I mean, just like, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like a lot of millennials now, we just get our our news and stuff a lot of the times. Little tidbits too, in addition to having news on TV. Yeah. Uh, you guys will put stuff on, you know, social media and things like that too. You guys don't look at you. that. So I do. I do. I, and I, I do. I look at the news a lot, and maybe it's because I'm like a, a media nerd. But do you look at local news or national network? Yeah, you know, I watch both actually. Who do you like so, to watch? Hooked on um, You know, I actually go through all of them. Mm, I can ABC see that. Four. I know. I'm not. Yeah, I, do, I do like. I do like Channel Four, but they need to. Put, they need to throw some more of this chocolate lovely on. Hey, tell, <laughs> tell George. Tell George and RDJ. Because <laughs> I've been seeing it, and I actually went back and I watched it. I was like. Wow, she has been doing stuff on the camera stuff here too. Yeah, now, wow, here and there, like well, chocolate love. <laughs> like, look at you. Four, yes. You're on at four o'clock, apparently, according to most Utahns. They think you're on at yeah, four. They think I'm on at four. 
<laughs> I'm on Sunday nights at 10.45, okay? Nadia, you look so good. Uh, no, I saw thank you. you. Thank you. You're like, I'm not Nadia. We no, don't all no, look alike. No, no, <laughs> What's crazy, I posted a picture um, that we took last time I was here. I posted it on Instagram. And then my friend Erica was like, oh, how do you know them? And I was like, what? And then she was like, girl, they're black. I know everyone here. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> like, didn't you know it's a club? Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah, we like, all have the same meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, next week she's bringing the collard greens. I know. Hey. hey. <laughs> Well, I can, cook that. can you cook? Uh, shoot, I need some help with uh, that. Uh, nah, Sarah yeah. cooks for me. My girl cooks oh. everything. Uh, yeah. Sasha, of course I can. Sasha cook. can cook. Sasha can can uh, smoke some of the best meats. That's I've what ever I heard. Had. <laughs> <laughs> <In> my- <laughs> I mean, that's something that everyone in this market already knows. That's how you got your job. So. <laughs> I can't see you. The struggle's too real today, I tell you what. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Oh, man. Yeah. But I really do need that energy, whatever she's on or whatever you guys are on. Yeah, hook it up. Yeah. It's just, you know, when you're tired and you, you're you just goofy, tired. You yeah, just like yeah. slap You just don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah. You just don't care anymore. Oh, my gosh. Is. You know who has energy? And I'm sure you, actually, I think you do know. <laughs> Bunny. Yes. Oh my Who's goodness. Bunny? Okay, so this she she's a, a radio. <laughs> she's a regular. She's what we it's like to Sasha's call Sasha's girlfriend. It is Sasha's <laughs> girlfriend. Is it? She's uh, she, she's a, a what we would like to call a, a a regular winner. Someone who a prize pig. Yeah. Thank you. Souvenir swine is the PC term. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that. That's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're just people who like to win a lot, you know, and uh, they, they kind of take advantage of the system. Because I mean, if you win, we legally have to give you a prize. But she's, oh, got, she's like a regular colleague. Yeah, she yeah. comes okay. in a lot. She's a nice lady. The she's got a lot of energy, and I'm like, I want whatever. And like, what is providing you this energy? Because I want it. Like, she can just sing. She can do all this stuff. Like, you don't even expect that. I could be going like, ah, at you right now. And that's kind of what she does. But Dude, she's she's a whole other, uh, just a whole other type of person. Let's I know. open the Sasha's phone line. Type yeah. right there. Yeah. Bunny Sasha's type right there, man. <laughs> I mean, smoke sausage. Uh, What's Sasha's phone that? number? Sasha, what are you doing? What are you I'm doing? I'm pulling up a photo of Bunny right now. Wow, dude. Uh, we're working right now. Yeah, yeah. for real. Man. Save <laughs> that for phone. after. <laughs> Oh, hey, let's see girl. This. <laughs> hey, baby. But she's sweet. She was at Sean Hook the other day. She's sweet. That's right. Yeah. She, she, I, I, don't, I know she, she loves him. Like. <laughs> He's Wait, like, I got pictures. Too? Of course she did. She came to both shows. Yeah. Dude, you know there's uh, no loyalty. Interesting. There's no loyalty, <laughs> no loyalty wow. with some of these guys. Wow. <laughs> there is no, like, with, honestly, like, I've heard, and it's funny, dude, some, sometimes we do remotes, um, like, I've done remotes um, with a couple of guys from Mix and stuff, too. Like, we're, say, at Volkswagen Southtown at the same yeah. time or whatever. My very and first remote, we were both at the same that's remote. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I came over, and I was like, I know who this brother is. Sasha was telling me about him. And I tried to walk up, and I was, I was and like, like, who is this man? Yeah, he's looking at me like, who you think you are yeah, coming no, up I'm here talking? I'm the light-skinned brother. Yeah, he's like, there's not like room for one talking, so that's kind of the look I got. 
I was like, I'm like man, on, I'm man. just trying to be friendly. I was like, Sasha told me all about you. He's like, uh-huh, okay. I'm like, no, you're friends with Sasha. Like he said, he's like talking up, talking you up, saying that like one of his friends who's who's a brother got a job doing this. I was like, I did not say that. All right, he didn't say brother. He said black. I did not say that either. One of my black friends. One of my, one of my other black friends. Oh, wow. So I was using the term friend a little too. <laughs> to watch, uh, I, I guess I shouldn't have said friend, huh? Right? Oh, he just no. told me I was a, a meat smoker a second ago. <laughs> hey, 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 you smoke hey, good I'm meat. Smoke good meat. This is going downhill. Miss Johnson's over here like, I'm not coming on this show no, no more. No, I love you guys. Oh, man. I love doing this. I really do. It's always good times. And I'm so happy she's back Me in too. here. Thanks. Like, yeah. It's so see, you're smart, man. You're mm. smart. To, you guys are smart to bring her back in here because she brings a little, you know, little flavor. pizzazz and flavor Thank to the you. show. So Thank I mean, you. this is like Utah's unofficial uh flavor-filled morning show here. Flavor, flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. Was he was so on mad. Fox. Yeah, yeah, he was on Fox 13. Yeah. And that went viral too. Yeah, he ended yeah. up on World Star. They yeah. were like, yeah. why in Utah, in Utah. Oh. doing the weather. He's like, over here in Salt Lake City. I like how you <laughs> couldn't <laughs> pronounce Elko or oh, Lindo. I know. Elko, <laughs> Elko. Like, Elko. Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't his brother coach uh, some high school, high school basketball team? West High yeah, School? West yeah, West High School. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's crazy, huh? You got. You should talk to that dude. Yeah, he was like, shout out to West High. <laughs> yes. <laughs> West Side is, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a whole day to memorize that, too. Oh, man. Well, what the other dummy. thing people were doing online was counting how many times he was saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? So over here, it's going to be 52 degrees, know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be over here, know what I'm saying? Like, like you you actually, the count, there are people who count it. You look on YouTube or whatever, you'll see it. Oh, uh, that was like crazy. 50. Six times he said, "No, nah, I'm saying." I was like, I well, "No, bro, I don't know what you say." I love man. it. Flavor Flav, if you're ever back in town, come on ABC Four. You should mm-hmm. let him news anchor. Oh, I would love to, but yeah. I'm not in charge. Yeah, my ideas don't oh, get approved. Flavor Flav and Kim Fisher. <laughs> She would. She would love that. I think she would love that. I think it would be hilarious. I love her. She seems like she's a lot of flavor. Flavor with Bill Riley on the sports show. (laughs) That would be amazing. Okay, every time you say Bill Riley, I think of Bill O'Reilly, and I need to get the the two or not even the same. The voice of the U. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Not to be confused with some other crazy man. <laughs> you already missed our political segment. We're not oh, going dang back it, there. man. I had so oh. much to talk about. Okay. Well, yeah, because this Trump rally let's turned into another back. protest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk so, about that. Talk, let's talk about that. Like, so apparently, I mean, it got so huge. It, they had to shut down State Street. Uh, it, it, and uh, over, what is it? 600 South um, Infinity or something yeah, like Infinity that? Infinity Event Center. It's like south of the, the Grand America Hotel. Yeah. They had like a clash, and this is—I I wasn't there. I didn't see it, but I saw it on the news, and mm-hmm. I, I've seen it in newspaper articles and stuff too. But they had a clash that was crazy. See, I've been out of town, and I wanted—I was uh, kind of upset that I had to go out of town, but it was for great reason. I was with family, but at the uh, same time, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I know something's gonna happen." Oh, you have it did. all these things happening this weekend. It went down, and you know, it was funny because most of the people who were there were younger, but then most of the Trump supporters were older. 
And so you have a bunch of younger, you, you know, kids and stuff in the crowd there trying to come at these these older folks and stuff. Get out the way. And old he, yeah, they just sitting here like, this is our generation. We still run this country. We still hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you, did it seem like the protesters were assaulting the Trump like supporters? Uh, no. I mean, the Trump supporters, I mean, I think what it was was the Trump supporters weren't as vocal as the um the non-Trumps, like yeah, people out there and stuff like that. Cash. It, well, yeah. and, and so what happened was they noticed that they were being outspoken. The uh, the Trump spoke or the, the Trump supporters didn't have as many people out there who were as vocal and stuff. So, and then when they got fed up, like for example, one of the articles I looked at the the people who were against Trump were shouting "Black Lives Matter," mm-hmm. and. Uh, that led the Trump supporters to be like, all lives matter, all lives matter, which I'm just sitting here like, folks, that's not what it is. And I don't know if I was talking to Sasha, somebody was telling me it's like comparing uh, cancers or something like yeah. that, being like, oh, your friend has pancreatic cancer and you have breast cancer or whatever and saying, oh, well, OK, so this whole fundraiser is for pancreatic cancer. But you know what? Breast cancer is important too, and we're it's all it's cancer not, matters. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like they're saying that one race is superior to another. It's saying we're just gonna we're focusing on this right now. Well, see that that's the problem with just a generalization to begin with, and why you just you, you can't do stuff like that because it's 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 incorrect. You know, yeah. like you can't like generalize something as complex as Black Lives Matter into saying all lives matter because yeah. specifically Black people have been targeted. By the police and you know mistreated and mishandled and murdered. Yeah, that's you know a, that's exactly it, man. Yeah, and so yeah, it's not to say you know put down anyone else or any other culture or race or anything. It's just saying this is what we're putting the spotlight on at the moment. So it, it's amazing to me that race is still an issue. Yeah, I know, right? It's amazing. It and what I have to say about Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. I think too, people have to understand that are doing involved with this Black Lives Matter movement, you also have to understand that all lives do matter. Yeah. But we are, like you said, we are focusing right now on the black ones. But both sides have to see where everyone is coming from. All lives matter, but yes, we are focusing on black lives right now. And then also what drives me nuts is when we're in the news, we say, oh, protesters were doing this. Ah, uh, yeah, and that's so you have Key you words. Have when you have black people doing something, it's always, hey, the protesters were out. Yeah. They're violent. They yeah. were doing this. They were disruptive, blah, 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 blah. But then when you have other people, it's they were rallying. Yeah. Were, yeah. And, and, yeah. I'm just like, okay, but yeah. you want to say we're protesting, we're, bored, we're violent, we're doing this, but other people are doing the same exact thing, but they're rallying. That is exactly it. You know, and I don't know if we mentioned this on the last time we talked about this, but Sasha, I remember the the first time that the photos were released of the the boy that was shot here in Salt Lake City, you said you're talking about look, the 17 year old. Yeah, the 17 year old. He said, "Look at the photo they used. They couldn't have found any other photo besides this photo that they, course, they picked with the hat backwards." Because you have to paint the picture. You have to paint the picture. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you can't you can't tell me that there's not a school photo or something like that, that you could have used. No, nope, he doesn't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. And it's funny to read some of these comments and not hear on local things, but national pages too, like CNN.com or some of these others. People were literally, I was reading through the comments and they're saying, well, what did you expect? Look at him. He's a thug. Look mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. Look. I'm yeah. like, so you, you don't know this guy, but you're basing all of your impressions and everything off the image. 
Yep. So, but yeah, like you said, Sasha, you know, a picture speaks a thousand words. I actually think that's the most important job in a newsroom is the person that puts the photos for that lead. And I've only worked in one newsroom and the kid, when I was there, who used to put photos up for all the news feeds and that would go on to their page, he was an idiot. And I don't understand how he had that great responsibility of dictating the imagery of ABC4 News at the time, because I think that's a news director's job. I think that's a general manager's job. I don't think that that's a 21-year-old kid's job who's working 20 hours a week at a newsroom for 10 bucks an hour. Yeah, because There's too much responsibility. Let's be honest. A lot of people are not reading the stories. They're looking they, at the they pictures. They look at the picture, and mm-hmm. they see the headline. And then they base their judgment off of that picture and the headline that you use. Hey, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a lot of people aren't paying attention. They just go in their comments, like you said, look at them, look at them. What yeah. did you expect? That's the major problem with uh, the Yahoo News team. That's the major problem with Gawker and Deadspin and yeah. Bloomberg and all these people is they don't understand the value of an image. And they really should because they've been, quote unquote, educated in this free system of great universal cities and it's it's kind of ridiculous, man. It really is, and that's like what you're saying. Summarizing that is it's exactly, especially this generation now. It's just like we don't have we time. don't have time to yeah. do that. It's like no, we want the the quickest little blot that we can get mm-hmm. and the quickest little amount of information that we can get right there and, yep. and summarize it yep. straight up. Like I mean, how many people in this generation even buy newspapers? I like newspapers, but I mean, it's I bet none of I don't us buy. Do. I don't have. I don't yeah. buy a newspaper I buy anymore. Yeah. I get everything digital. It's like that's where a lot of folks are going. They want to get the the quick summary, or they'll see a little story at Seven Eleven or whatever, whatever uh, on the newspaper, or whatever the front page. Yeah, I read the mm-hmm. front pages when I walk in the city for sure. Yeah, yeah so but they, I, I don't mean, buy a paper. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it's sad because it's like a, a dying medium, but I, I don't know. At the same time, it's sad to see another, you know. A, a media source go out the door. But know, we got so. Kanye to worry about. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy. He is speaking for all black people. That's what he thinks. <laughs> this is something like the Holocaust. Millions of our people lost. Fireheads and pay to the law. Till I die, I'm a fucking boss. Now who gonna stop me? Who gonna stop me, huh? Black cars, black cars, black on black, black bras, whole lot of money in a black bag, black strap, you know what that's for. This is an excerpt from Thank You and You're Welcome by Kanye West. The quote of today is, get used to getting used. To most people, the saying to use someone carries a negative connotation, but I don't see it that way. To miss over or a use someone is negative to use is necessary and if you can't be used then you're useless <laughs> what <laughs> i like it so what does that say about his wife oh, oh no i mean what does that say about oh, kim kardashian then? oh god she started I mean, from the bottom now she's I mean, here right yeah, she I mean, let's just put that out there well, should we ask bottom. ray j should we ask Ray J what it's like to be used? Oh, God. Oh, wow. Oh, Ray J is going to come after you? Oh, man. I, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha told me to say that. Yeah. But, but what Don't do you think about you. that? Like, if you if you can't be used, are you used, you know, are you truly considered useless then? I mean, I, that's what do you really think? tacky, man. 
if you can't be used, if you can't be taken advantage of, then you're useless. That or, sounds like or if you can't be useful, yeah. It's it's another tarp type of fascism right there. Is this control of another human being? I take it as if you can't be used, you're useless. As in, for myself, if I can't provide help to someone else that's coming up, uh, a college student that wants to be in journalism, if I can't provide them help and give them knowledge and give them, you know, journalism 101 per se, then I'm useless. I take it kind of more in that way. Yeah. Um, KUED pays their interns. KSL pays their interns. Wow. You know, most great companies will pay their interns. It's the ones that will give you an opportunity at a wage you can't live on. That's a problem. It, it, it seems to me like he makes it sound like you need to be good enough to be taken advantage of. It sounds like, or maybe like he's referencing kind of paying your dues or, cause he says the last line is to use is necessary. And if you can't be used, and what dues then did you're he useless. Pay? Uh, he yeah. made the beats for Jay-Z before, you know, Jay-Z kind of put him on. He did a, uh, 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 H to the Izzo. That was his beat. And how really? much did he make yeah. off of that though? Really? I don't know. He didn't give it to him for free. I don't know. Yeah. Guaranteed he didn't. No, of course he got paid. Especially if he's in SAG. You couldn't do that. Yeah. I don't know. Does SAG, is SAG part of music? It's all. It's all. I think it encompasses all of it. Yeah, acting and. That's kind of that's weird though. Like to me, I I don't see why someone. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) this guy. You know, I would focus on the talents more so than saying that we're going to use somebody. Mm -hmm. If you have a talent that you could use that could benefit the company as a whole, or something like that, maybe that's something better. But to say that. If we you well, can't be used, then you're useless. I don't know. Nah, well, because you know he does. He works in like that that type of Hollywood system. Get used to getting used. You know. I mean, I I I often wonder. You know, does he have to make all these albums that he makes, or does he does is this like his real creative urge, or is he just trying to stay on top? So you is know? Kesha supposed to get used to being used? I don't. Uh, I don't. See, that's what yeah, I'm saying. That yeah. whole thing is kinda... tough. How many young boys in Hollywood are supposed to get used to getting used? Yeah. Exactly. Just throw the casting couch out the window. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to deal with all that mess. <laughs> but in reality, it kind of is what it is. If you're the star player on any team, you're going to get used. Yeah. Your talents are going to get used. Kobe. You're going to be on posters. You're going to be selling things for the team. You're going to be doing commercials, radio. They're going to use you. Yeah. So if you don't, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to say about this i really mm-hmm. don't have an opinion either yeah. way yeah. but it, it's just kind of like it is what it is well that's nowadays. what an image is you become iconic and then you associate that with advertising lebron eating mcdonald's says yeah. a lot yeah. more you know what i mean but he's like, getting a fat paycheck too and michael jordan's getting a fat paycheck for using his talents and his likeness and but do that's these guys being, mind being used yeah but they are that's being used because they're only too. being yeah you yeah. know i don't know yeah, like it's interesting. So you what know? you're saying is, I need to be more talented. You need I to be used more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't have any more free time. <laughs> I got no more free time. <laughs> Man, come on. We'll we'll use you. Mm. We'll find you. That worked out well here, didn't it? <laughs> I'm the out the door kid here. He's like, I'm not gonna see you for the rest of the week. I'm like, oh man, it's only Monday at ten. Yep. <laughs> speaking speaking of use, did you guys see what Gawker and uh, the Hulk Hogan scandal? Kind of how that shook nah, up. What's going down with that? So Hulk Hogan is going to be awarded 115 million dollars. Oh my god! Because Gawker published a sex tape of him having sex with his. His, his friend's wife. Bubba the Love Sponge's wow. wife. But it was his friend who 
who pretty much told on him. Yeah. Who gave him the video. Wow. So he's... It makes you wonder if there's some kind of conspiracy so, going on so with this situation. They're all getting paid. Yeah, somebody must be getting some money. Hogan's winning 115 million. That's 60 million for emotional distress, an additional 55 oh. million for economic damages, which was 15 million more than he had sought, with the possibility of receiving more as the jury considers punitive damages and other matters. Hey, oh, economic damages. This is actually helping him. Nobody was talking <laughs> about Hogan <laughs> <Hulk> before. <laughs> nobody you know, got a good point right there. <laughs> you can't is- sue for that. That? This is yeah. reviving his career. Yeah. Like, no one's buying a stretch, whatever the freak. That, I don't know. What the, one of the, his do-rag. Yeah, no yeah. one's buying that. One of the greatest popular culture quotes came from this trial, too. It said, Terry Bollea's penis is not the same size as Hulk Hogan's penis. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, with all yeah. the steroids, man, I mean, who knows where, who knows where they stand? To have to say that to a female judge is phenomenal. Well, oh, Variety, they pointed out an interesting legal precedent that this sets. They they interviewed a, a legal analysis. His, uh, Bradley Ellis, partner at Sidley in, in Austin in Los Angeles, said that it's never good to have a verdict of this magnitude against a media defendant because by its very nature, it chills Internet media and will only encourage additional lawsuits. What do you think about that? Because I mean, Aaron, what, what Aaron, Aaron Andrews, Andrews? She got what fifty five million oh, for yeah. God yep. drilling into her peephole and yeah. recording her. You know, she's gonna mean, have people doing underground deals now. Yeah, but drill a hole in my my room, please, please, please. But I mean, Aaron, she got paid. But was it? She was saying in her case that it was the hotel's fault. Sure. Was it the hotel's fault in this case? My thing is, too, this guy, the guy, I forget the guy's name, but he says he called the hotel and he said, what room is she staying in? What room is Aaron yeah. Andrews staying in? Ooh, and he was conflict. able to get a room next to her. So before I heard that, my whole thing was, how the heck can you sue the hotel? How are they supposed to know that some idiot next to you was going to record you yeah. in the nude? Yeah. But then I heard that, and I was like, well, should the hotel really be telling someone Aaron Andrews is in room 107? Yeah. Exactly. I think there's, isn't there some kind of privacy clause or something? I mean, for the most part, when you're a high-profile person like Aaron Andrews, you'd think that that would come with it. Well, I, I wonder if she was checked in and they even knew who she was. I, w- I wonder where they, like, was is ESPN analyst Aaron Andrews in room, yeah. you know, what room is she in? Or was it just like, you know, is, hey, is my friend Aaron Andrews? Yeah. What uh, room is she in? Like, I wonder you what they know. said, you know? Like, maybe that person doesn't know even know who Aaron Andrews is. You know? You never know. You don't? Yeah. That's kind of sketch, too. Why well, did no one hear the yeah. drill going through the wall? In there. <laughs> <laughs> it's room <laughs> service. <laughs> We're making crepes. We're making crepes. Stalin cable. What I didn't stalin cable. We're going off wireless. I thought you guys had cable already. Nah, there's a whole new kind of cable. We upgraded. We upgraded. But what I didn't like about the end, the outcome. She signed autographs for the jurors and was taking Whoa. pictures with them, selfies, she just all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just like, come on, girl, you can wait. <laughs> She's tweeting. Yeah. She does. Hashtag paid. Hashtag paid. People profits. Yeah. <laughs> I have to work again. She's like, I don't have to work for the rest of my dope. life. Yeah, yeah, I'll dope. never have to dodge a football again. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of that, have you ever had any close calls like that? No. 
Uh-uh. Because like, I, my spidey senses, you know? I'm like, where? She's like, no, she's like, no. No, that's one thing that I really try to watch out for. But, I mean, when you're in the middle of stuff, you really honestly don't know what's going on around yeah. you. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard, especially when you're doing live shots and you're in the middle of a bowl game or some uh-huh. championship game. It's It's loud around you. You can't even hear the person next to you. Yeah. So oh, wow. I don't think you're really aware of balls flying at your head. Well, <laughs> I don't think is. you're aware of soccer balls and footballs and basketballs. I'm ah, just kidding. That was too easy. <laughs> Smoking size. <laughs> Keep it up, young man. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm never coming back, no. guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Wayne, where can we find you on air, man? All right, so I'm on 97.1 ZHT, uh, Saturdays 1 to 7, and then Sundays 12 to 7. Where where can we find you online? Uh, 97.1ZHT.com, just in the, the on-air right, segment cool, right there. And then, Brittany, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me Sunday nights on Channel 4, Real Sports Live at 1045. Awesome. Sasha, where can we find you? At a garbage can near you. <laughs> Pioneer Park. Pioneer Park, man. <laughs> Southeastern bathrooms. <laughs> where can we find you, Johnny? Uh, we can find me at Johnny McKeon. That's M-C-K-E-O-N. I'm also Johnny Promo from Mix 107.9. I'm on air Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can listen live at Mix 107.9, 103.9 Utah County. You're also online at Mix 107. FM.com. So you're just always on. Always on. Yeah, this that guy actually is a workaholic. Like I thought I was like having a rough schedule, but dang, I gotta give props to this brother right here, though. Seven days a week. Seriously. That is a champ. She's like, I don't have anything to say. (laughs) What am I gonna say? I'm not gonna say anything. (laughs) She's like, ah. Let's put a camera in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got it so hard in radio, huh? No, I thought Sasha was going to jump in and say something. Honestly, I stay quiet. (laughs) I've got nothing. Yes.
Us. Mm-hmm. 